Nurse.com is proud to be a sponsor of the Ask Nurse Alice podcast. As the premier destination for nursing knowledge and resources, Nurse.com supports your passion for healthcare with an unrivaled collection of tools, articles, and courses tailored for the nursing community. Get your daily dose of things you need to know for your nursing journey. Discover the world of nursing like never before with Nurse.com. Empower your practice, advance your career, and enrich your knowledge. Nurse.com. It's your nurse life all in one place. You're listening to Ask Nurse Alice, presented by Nurse.org, where Alice Benjamin combines no-nonsense advice with thought-provoking interviews. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Ask Nurse Alice podcast. I'm your host, Alice Benjamin, clinical nurse specialist and family nurse practitioner. And I want to start off by saying happy National Clinical Nurse Specialist Recognition Week. That's right, September 1st through September 7th. It's an important week. We're going to recognize all of the clinical nurse specialists out there and say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for all of the wonderful work that you do. And I'd also like to take this as an opportunity to highlight the role and raise awareness to all of the things that you do for the nursing profession and for healthcare in general. And as I just mentioned, I'm a clinical nurse specialist, so obviously, duh, I'm a little um, vested in this topic as well. And I kind of also wanted to do a part two or a spinoff of a prior episode that I did where I said that I quit my nurse practitioner job. Again, no shade to my nurse practitioners, love my fellow APNs. And yes, I am still a licensed and board certified family nurse practitioner. But as I referenced in a previous episode, I joined that role at a time in the pandemic. It just wasn't the role that I was looking to do. I was dissatisfied and say, I said, you know what? Mm -mm. Hands up, tossing this towel in because there's lots of things that I can do in nursing. That's the beauty of nursing. And one of those is to elaborate and continue being the clinical nurse specialist that I am. So happy CNS week to my peeps. For those of you who are listening, you're like, what is a CNS? Sounds like central nervous system. And no, that's not what that is. It is a clinical nurse specialist. So for those of you who may not know, a clinical nurse specialist or a CNS is one of four advanced practice registered nurse roles. There is the nurse practitioner, CNS, nurse midwife, and nurse anesthetist. A clinical nurse specialist is one of the four types of advanced practice registered nurses. And like other APRNs, CNSs have advanced education and training in physiology, pharmacology, and physical assessment, and spend a significant amount of time providing direct patient care. Now, it's not like the direct patient care where, hey, I'm going to get an assignment type of thing, but they are definitely very hands-on and clinical overseeing cares, especially in specialty populations. So CNSs typically practice in a specialty area. So when I say a CNS is a clinical expert, they are a clinical expert with a capital T, y'all, capital T. So for example, you'll see CNSs in critical care, oncology, diabetes, pain management, cardiology. And so very specialized in the care that they provide and then the knowledge. Oh my goodness. CNSs are so knowledgeable, so clinically astute. And let me just give you the backstory of why I became a CNS. I remember being a 
new grad in the ICU and we had a CNS. Many people called her an educator, but CNSs are more than educators. No shade to my educators, but a CNS is an advanced practice nurse role. And I would see her, she was in charge of our orientation and our training, and not just for the new grads, but for the experienced nurses and nurses who've been nurses for a while, I would see this person interact with physicians and like really tell them training the residents on what they need to do and really like high level conversations with the attending and even, you know, the attending deferring to the CNS and like the management and everyone in the hospital. The clinical nurse specialist was really a consultant to everyone in the hospital. If you wanted to know a question that impacted clinical care, practice, quality, cost savings, policies, practice, procedures, like the CNS knew. And so it was like, hands down, it was just like, she would come through the door and like the angels start singing like, oh, because this person knew everything. And I'll never forget her name was Patty Graham, UCSD Medical Center. And she was so smart. Oh my gosh. And mind you, that's just one of my CNS mentors that I recall from back in the days. I mean, I really had the pleasure of working with some really profound, well-published an established clinical nurse specialist like Kathleen Stacy, Scott Nolan. If you're a CNS and you're in that world and you know. So I saw this nurse, like this maneuver with all this clinical expertise, knowledge, power, confidence. And I'm just like, I want to do that. I don't know what she does, but I want to do that when I grow up to be a nurse. And so I learned and I practiced and I worked with her a lot. And I learned more about the clinical nurse specialist role. And that is a role that I then proceeded to become, you know, I got licensed, I went to school, become a CNS and got licensed. And again, my specialty is cardiology and definitely critical care. So in marrying the both of those even better, right? But anyways, in the previous episode, I mentioned that I quit my nurse practitioner job. And that's because I'm really a clinical nurse specialist at heart. And I think it's because the way that a CNS is trained in the work that we do, and the way that we maneuver really is unique. The CNS role is something that is very autonomous, very, very autonomous. There's very rarely many of us in a hospital or an organization, and we are very autonomous. We are very creative. We are very innovative. And so it was a role that really allowed me to, whenever I saw a clinical question or a problem, to then become the solution. So if you're someone who likes to solve mysteries and puzzles and, you know, wants to know the answer to everything, then, hey, that is a CNS. But there's also other hats to it because, you know, there's you're a clinical expert. So when you really, really got to know your stuff at the bedside and really not just say you know how to do it, but actually know how to do it. So it's like critical thinking on a whole nother level. We're also educators. So responsible for training and onboarding of new staff, experienced staff, skills fair, and those type of things. And not that I necessarily need to do all of the education, but part of it is educating the educators. So really learning and building up staff to educate their peers and their colleagues. And then, yes, there's some high risk, low flow devices and procedures and policies and new evidence and things that will come out that I would educate. But then I would work with staff nurses to continue disseminating that information. Also a consultant. So many different departments in the hospital would reach out to me to ask me questions or to determine 
how whatever their practice, their procedure, their device, or how their patient, how could I improve that workflow for them, make it more efficient, make it more smooth based on my experience. Also a leader, definitely a leader inside and outside the hospital. So the unique thing about a clinical nurse specialist is that Although while we can become managers, administrators, and directors, and chief nursing officers, and things like that, many times we would work in tandem with the unit manager or director. So I like to think of it as kind of a husband and wife type of relationship. So if you think of a manager as someone who has more of an administrative duties, you know, budget responsibilities and things like that, like that's all good. And they have all that But then I would be like, okay, well, you have all the money. Okay, this is how I think the money should be spent. Oh, you want to hire staff? Okay, good. Let me show you who you should hire. So my influence was definitely there, although maybe I didn't have the end of the day bottom line responsibility of actually doing it. My influence and guidance was really important in helping to see these things done on the unit as well as researcher. CNSs are constantly, continuously reading the latest and greatest research that's out there, participating in it, and making sure that whatever the evidence says we should be doing is what we're doing. And this sounds like a lot of work, and it is a lot of work, but one of the things that I really enjoyed as a CNS and still enjoy is that part of my role was to be kind of elbow to elbow with the bedside nurse and really build up their clinical skills, build their critical thinking, build their competence so that they can continue the work that I would introduce to them. So it wasn't about just me being a shining star, but helping to develop everyone on the unit to be the shining star. And the reason why that was so important is because when we have efficient and happy and well-trained staff, we can have better outcomes. We could be more efficient. And that makes everybody happy because we're going to have better outcomes. We're going to save money. We're going to be like, everyone's going to be happy. Staff's happy, patient's happy, manager's happy, and all of the governing agencies are happy because we're usually following the guidelines and within whatever rules have been set by Joint Commission and Department of Health and all those things. Because as a CNS, I really have three spheres of influence. These are the, the spheres that influence all of the work that I do. So I have the patient, right? The end user, the population. So in my case, it would be those who receive services in critical care or cardiology and their families. So there's a patient. So that's someone, the care, the things that I would do at work would be really to make sure that they're getting the latest and greatest and best and most cost-efficient care that I could possibly provide them. And then my other sphere of influence would be nursing or staff. So really my staff and nursing are kind of a client of mine. Like what they see, say, think, and how they feel are really integral to my role because my job is to make sure that they are trained so they have the education and training that they need, the clinical expertise that they need, and that their workflow is conducive for something that's really achievable. That's like when the new project comes down the pipeline and they're like, oh, nurses, you should do X, Y, and Z. And they've added like 10 things to our workflow. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, that ain't going to work. What's really going to happen is this, 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 and this. And I make the workflow easier for nurses and make it more efficient. And being a clinical expertise, still knowing how to, you know, do everything at the bedside, I could literally anticipate the workarounds. So CNSs are not administrative, solely administrative. At least I'm mine. I wasn't, right? I know that these people can deviate and create the roles that they want, but I was very hands-on. And so I worked very hands-on with staff nurses 
and also helping to build them, build them and mentor them so that they can achieve, you know, what it is that they wanted to achieve. People would start off as bedside nurses and realize like, you know what, I want to go on to further my education or I want to go into a different specialty or I want to do something different. And I would try to help them grow in that area. Okay, I've worked with a lot of staff nurses on their on the unit practice council, their quality project that everyone had to do for, you know, to climb the clinical ladder and those type of things. So I would help mentor staff nurses to do their projects, to present, to write all of those things, because my goal was to really help them shine and outshine me, really. And then my other sphere of influence is the organization. So you can say that was the facility that I worked for, right? Because I wanted to make sure that I was operating within policy and procedure, which, by the way, many CNSs wrote anyways, based on the evidence, but making sure that we were cost effective, that I was staying within budget and actually would try to do more cost avoidance. Like, let me help you save some money, okay? Stop buying this whack supply over here that doesn't work that nurses keep throwing away and let's go with this because this is really what the patient needs and we'll save money by using this so I would help with that but it wasn't just the facility that I worked for but also thinking along the lines of joint commission department of health OSHA whatever the case may be just making sure that we are operating within the guidelines the rules so we could you know not only be efficient but exceed expectations and quality when it came to safety and care and things for the patient. We really wanted to, you know, do our best while being efficient and responsible. So I had those three spheres of influence. I talked about the different hats that I wore in the role. And I have to say, I loved it. No day was ever the same. My calendar, I mean, outside of typical leadership meetings that I went to or committee work that I would go to, my day was different every day. It would be based on like, I would come in, I would check in with the charge nurse, see what's going on in the units, what cases came in and prioritize based on what was there. So like if there was someone that came in that had a very unique device or medication, maybe we would do do in-services that day, real-time in-services based on the flexibility of the, the unit and what the needs were on the floor. You know, I'd work with different staff on their projects. Like every day was just different. And I liked that. If you're someone who likes structure and the same thing over and over again, CNS probably isn't for you. I'm someone who gets bored very easily. I like a challenge. I like a puzzle. I really like kind of being my own boss and telling myself what to do. Like, don't tell me how to do something. Just tell me what the goal is and I'm going get to get us there. Okay. I don't need you to tell me what we need to do to get there, step A, step B, step whatever, I'm going to get us there. What is the goal? When's the timeline? And how much, what's my budget? Or what's my resources? What do I have? And then I'm just going to make it do what it do. So that's one of the beautiful things that I loved about being a clinical nurse specialist. Now, I'm sure I could be saying these things in more scholarly ways, but I just thought, hey, let me just say what it is that I do just in regular lay language so that people could understand. Because I think sometimes that's where people get lost in the role, just trying to describe it, right? Because yeah, there are ways that I can describe the things that we would do. I would do like enhanced clapsian VAP and cardiac bundles of care based on the evidence, right? Disseminate best practice through publications and presentations, support nurses in formal evidence-based practice projects and translation of that into practice. Like there's so much that CNSs can do. But at the end of the day, my goal was to really 
just help everyone to be better clinicians, be a better clinician, be safe, provide quality care, and be cost-effective and efficient with your resources. And keep you happy. Keep you happy. Keep the patient happy. Keep the manager happy. And there you go. I'm pretty sure there's a lot more to that. But I think describing it that way helps you to distinguish the difference between that and other roles, right? So when we think about the nurse practitioner role, that's very medical model, something that's more quantifiable, like, oh, I saw 15 patients today, right? I wrote 15 scripts today or whatever it is that you did. And as a CNS, and again, this fits my personality, I was like bouncing all over the place. Like I'd be in critical care rounds, then I'm going to a heart failure meeting, then I'm meeting with staff about their project and developing a policy and a procedure. And then, you know, I'm going to round on some other patients and then there's a rapid response and then there's a code blue and then we're doing debriefing, like so many different things. And there's a, a rep in the house with a new device that we're going to be implementing, like how do we get our nurses trained and get it built into practice and policy and like so many different things. And I loved it, right? We have students on the floor, so I'm going to work with the students for the day. And then we had an error or something happened on the unit. So I'm working with the staff to help them develop a plan of success and figure out what happened and how we can prevent this from happening and to seeing any remediation that was needed. So I'm doing all different types of things. So it's very different and unique from the other roles, especially nurse practitioner. And I am specialty oriented. So I am a clinical expert in critical care and cardiology. Now, I know people will throw around that word clinical expert, but again, I said expert with a capital T at the end because I literally eat, sleep, breathe anything cardiac and anything critical care. And so I know you guys have like, let me just use the example of travel nursing. How do you know when you're ready to travel? Well, when you can take care of the sickest patient on the unit and you're not afraid. Okay, so it's kind of that to the umpteenth thousand power because now, in addition to being able to take care of that sickest patient, I'm going to need to know all the evidence, the research, policies, procedures, who's who in the hospital, who's the stakeholders, and benchmark practice nationally, even maybe worldwide, as to what's best practice for that patient. And so inside and out, and the sick patients that you're taking care of, like all of the devices that they're working on, being able to you know, know the latest and greatest on those devices. Are those the best devices? Medication-wise, being able to teach the pharmacology class on it, being able to teach others the disease process of those patients and, you know, addressing not only physical ailment, but mental, spiritual, you know, like ethics and all of that stuff with the patient. So CNSs really are an extension. I like to think of it as like a super duper duper registered nurse with advanced training and, and knowledge, similar to that of our colleagues, nurse practitioners and, you know, nurse midwives and stuff like that, but just with a different focus. Again, as a CNS, I don't see I don't see patients like a nurse practitioner. I don't have office hours. I'm not rounding similar to a nurse practitioner, but we have very similar skill sets, but I believe that a CNS is maybe more specialized in certain areas and just different focus, right? Just a little bit of a different focus. And so when I talked about, you know, I'm truly a CNS, I literally am a CNS. I think that way. The things that I described, how I like doing different activities and bouncing from one project to another and having multiple like balls in the air working on things, that's just how my mind operates. It legit is how I operate. Now, listen, I can still be a damn good nurse practitioner. Don't get it twisted, especially in the world of 
prevention, uh, wellness and cardiology and things like that, hey, I definitely feel like there's my time and place for things. But right now, my current role, what I'm doing now, I like what I'm doing. And I like that I'm a nurse and I have the flexibility of doing all of these things. So I know not many people are as familiar with the clinical nurse specialist role. Many of us work in the hospital. I think a majority of us do. However, we can work in, you know, other clinics, ambulatory settings, anywhere where there's patient care, anywhere where there can be a problem, because we often try to be the solution for that. Now, some of you have not worked with a clinical nurse specialist and you'll say, oh, I have an educator who does the same thing. I think there are some things that overlap, but there is a distinction and a difference between an educator and a CNS. And a CNS, one of the hats we do wear is an educator. And while I love working with educators, it's just different. And it is a recognized, like I said, advanced practice registered nurse role. In some states, CNSs can actually prescribe. I think that's something that's being worked on in several states. You know, it's a little all over the place. And I'll just be honest, that's one of the main reasons why I went back to become a nurse practitioner is because in the state of California, CNSs don't have prescriptive authority. And I wanted the ability to do that, especially having this level of expertise and kind of knowing already what my patients would need, but not having the authority to order them. That was some of my frustration. But, you know, I I just wanted to take this time to go over what a clinical nurse specialist is. It is National CNS Awareness Week. Let's celebrate our CNSs. And then for those of you who are wondering, like, what does it take to become a CNS? Well, because you're a clinical expert, it would behoove you to have like a a passion, a nursing passion, a specialty area that you enjoy working with before you go back to school to do this role. It's different than the nurse practitioner role in that you can learn and memorize medications and treatments and results and things like that and indications. In the CNS, it's really driven on critical thinking and clinical expertise. And so you've, you've had to practice have some practice under your belt to really be a a CNS. Most programs for CNS, master's program, are two years. They do have doctoral programs that are a little bit longer. And I'll say this, once I became a CNS, I just knew that this, it was perfect for me. So that's one of the things that I'm really excited about. And you really go to school and you do a program that you really know that you're going to like optimize and use. So I was really glad about that. I went to Point Loma Nazarene University in San Diego for my CNS. I loved every minute of it, really did. And being a CNS really has opened my eyes. And being a CNS really has allowed me to have the best of both worlds. So I am one foot at the bedside, one foot at the boardroom. And it's a really cool thing because I know what happens at Ground Zero. I know the workarounds. I know what the staff nurses are saying, right? I know what's really going down in the break room and things like that. But still being able to have one foot in the boardroom where I get insight to the HR aspect of things, the budget, strategic initiatives that are coming down the pipeline, and really high-level conversations to help make sure that we're designing programs that are going to meet the needs of the hospital and the patient. So it's a really unique and fun role to be in. If you haven't already, check to see if your hospital has has clinical nurse specialists. And if not, if, you, if you're interested in becoming a CNS or have more questions about becoming a CNS, you can go and visit the National Association of Clinical Nurse Specialists, NACNS website. Tons of great information there. Or, you know, reach out to a CNS that you may know. And if not, 
slide in my DMs. Let me know you have questions. Visit with me on nurse.org. And by the way, there are articles on nurse.org about being a clinical nurse specialist. So make sure to check those out on nurse.org and as well follow them on social media. They're such a great resource. But I just wanted to share that tidbit about what a clinical nurse specialist is, how long does it take to go to school, what the requirements are, and what kind of work does a CNS do? So for some of you who are like, oh, it's not really structured. I don't really kind of understand, you know, and that's one of the things about the CNS role. It's really for someone who is able to be proactive and prioritizing and critical thinking. So it's not for everybody. It's definitely not for everyone. It's a little bit of a different beast, but hey, visit nacns.org to learn more about the role. They do have, you know, different affiliates in your state, so you can check it out that way if you want to check out your state. Like I have California CNS, obviously, but I directed you to the national website and hey, ask your questions. If you're someone who really loves bedside, who really loves taking care of patients, but want to do so in a little bit of a different role, have more of an impact but still at the bedside and you've already climbed the chain, you're like, hey, I've already done charge nurse. Uh, you know, I don't really want to go into the administrative roles and this clinical ladder and become an assistant nurse manager because assistant nurse manager and a CNS are still totally different things. But there, and there's a little bit of overlap, but if you're really interested in developing clinically and truly becoming that clinical nurse expert and making a greater impact than what you feel you can do as a registered nurse, at the bedside, maybe becoming a CNS is for you, but let's talk about it. And you know what? Ask your questions. Love to hear more from you. Make sure to visit nurse.org, read all the articles that we have on there and ask your questions of me. Let us know what you want to, what you want to know. And also let us know about other things you want to hear about on the podcast. I really appreciate everyone who listens. So when you have a chance, please make sure to rate and review this episode as well as subscribe, like, and all those things and follow the show because you know what? I really wouldn't be able to do this without you guys. So I appreciate every single last listener. It means a lot to me. Okay, guys. So I'm Alice Benjamin. It's been lovely being your host for this episode. So until next time, guys, make good choices. Be kind to one another and live well, my friends. Thanks for listening to Ask Nurse Alice. Visit nurse.org for nursing career, education, and community resources.